Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast, episode number 72. The Game Camera with special guest Pat Howard from Covert Scouting Cameras. Big Buck Registry is a virtual museum of hunting stories. We preserve a piece of Americana by interviewing and recording hunters about their hunts and experiences from across the country. And who knows, maybe we'll learn a thing or two along the way that'll help us take our hunt to the next level. Hi, I'm Greg Ritz with Huntmasters. You're listening to one of my favorite podcasts on iTunes, the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. This is Lane Benoit, Master Tracker. You're listening to my favorite podcast on iTunes. The Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast. My name is Evan Coons, and I'm from Indiana, and I shot the wide load buck. And you're listening to my favorite deer hunting podcast on the internet, the Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Jay Scott, of the Big Buck Registries, Big Buck Podcast, and I have one seasoned hunter on the other side. Unbelievable. It's the time to be in the woods. Gotcha. Now is the time. If you're headed to the woods this Saturday morning, this is the weekend to be in the woods. This is the time, man. Uh, where is the rut going? What's happening in Ohio with the rut? Because the rut in New Hampshire usually is around the 20th. So yeah, you guys it, are a little earlier than us, I think. I, I think that this full moon um, is full-blown here on the 6th, that uh, it's the rut's kicking in normal. Yeah. Where, where you know, between the... I'm going to say between the 9th and the 15th, you're going to see your biggest bucks of the year. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the news feed on Facebook, but it seems like everything in my news feed right now is a buck. Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy what's happening in the woods right now. Like I said, I'm I'm going to tell you from a veteran hunter, uh, you know, I've been in the woods since probably 1993-ish. Yep. It's time to be in the woods right now. Yes. You know, it, it's time to get in your tree stand. I'm not going to tell you to spend all day there because I'm not an all-dayer. It's tough. You're not an all-dayer. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it's tough. I, I like to pull out for a couple hours, you know, just get out of the woods, get my mind off things, and then go back. I, I'm a, I'm a hunt till 11, come out, grab a sandwich, uh, you know, regroup, get my game plan together for the evening hunt, and go back in about 2-ish, 2.30-ish. Gotcha. So, but now's the time. I mean, if you can hunt all day and you, you're comfortable being in there all day, now is the time to be there all day long. Because, gotcha. you know, the big boys are on their feet. Gotcha. Yeah, this is no question. If you're going to hunt, this is the time to be out right now. There's really no no better time to hunt whitetail than right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's one of them things where beginner's lucks can, can come right to your lap if you're you're just starting hunting this year. Uh, you know, you you got potential to shoot the biggest buck in, in miles because of the rut. Exactly. Absolutely. And there are times when you can't be outside, you can't be there watching, but there are ways to do that. And we thought we should have a special guest on to tell us kind of how to be a wildlife watcher from afar and bring on one of the best outside game camera companies that there is in the country right now. Good buddy of yours, Pat Howard. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, Pat Howard is uh, he knows what he's doing when it comes to to trail cameras. Yep. 
Uh, it's not just something that he takes very lightly. It's something he takes very, very serious. And, uh, you know, his knowledge of placement and not only is he, is he using it for, you know, tracking that buck movement, but, uh, you know, he's using it for calendar photos. He's using it for, you know, surveillance for properties. Right. He's, there's a multi, multi use for a scouting camera. Really is. There's so many other uses, and we're talking to, about covert scouting cameras here. Um, and I gotta say, you know, I've I've used many different scouting cameras over the years, starting back with, oh man, if I can even think, I mean, it started out with a 35 millimeter when I started using them. Um, that's because you're old. That's because I'm just old. Uh, and that then came into digital, and I bought digital stuff off the internet before they actually really existed, and some where people were actually were, were exper- experimenting with them. Some worked, some didn't, um, with flash cards, and then it shifted into the SD card. So I've I've had stuff, even video cameras that were, I'm not kidding you, the size of like three-gallon jugs that was like, that's that's what you put on the tree. And so this is not very stealth-like. You're just, I, I think the deer probably bumped into it more than it actually caught a picture of it. <laughs> I still have it in my basement. It's one of the most, I think I'm going to have like a, a game camera museum when I'm all said and done. Just line them up right across the board, starting with the 35 millimeter. It'll be pretty hilarious. So you still have it, huh? I do. Yep. I still, huh. I still have uh, several. I've, I've sold a few at yard sales, uh, but I still have that, that gargantuan one that actually does video. No kidding. Yep. Um, and it never really worked right from the beginning. You know, I, I got a culvert and uh, the rest of my trail cameras went in the trash. That's uh, that's probably where all mine should go, but I keep looking. I was like, that one sucked, that one sucked, that one sucked. But the coverts, aside from per- potentially Reconyx, and and that's from Power or Pat's mouth himself. He said this that he thought Reconyx was just a little bit better than what Covert was, but you're also going to pay twice as much at least, right, for the Reconyx stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just uh, years and years and years, I've tried to find a camera that I can. Actually, depend on it's going to work, and it takes pictures that I want to look at, and the pictures are clear, and the pictures are, are you know, something I want to show people. You know, I I I struggled. I I had a lot of troll cameras, um, you know, and picked up Colvert. Wow, it's impressive. It really is. You know, that, that's speaking from experience. I got them out right now. Yep. I really like Colvert cameras. I I I don't actually own one, but I'm about to buy one. And I now that I've talked to Pat, now that I've got all the scoop I need, and now that I've seen your stuff, and I've seen Allison's stuff, and I've seen every video that comes across, it seems so crisp and clear, and it picks up the videos, and there's no like little pixels that are getting all scrubbed out at the end of the video. Because to be honest, that's what's going on with my camera right now that I have, and it's a it's a pretty big name brand, and those coverts shoot better video and better pictures than anything I've ever owned. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if uh, if you're looking, you know, covertscoutingcameras.com and definitely check them out. All right, man. Well, I we're going to check them out, but I let's get Pat on the phone. Let's call him up. You know, we're going to learn about trail cameras. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Pat Howard, welcome to the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Pod- Podcast. How are you, sir? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I was uh, wondering if you would talk to us about some cameras tonight. I can probably do that. That's cool. We hear you're the man. I am. Don't believe everything you hear, but I'm, I'm pretty good at it. Gotcha. Dusty's on the other line, and he's loaded up a bunch of questions for you. And uh, That's great. That'll look, be great. Let's let's talk some uh, cameras. What do you say? All right. Let's do it. All right. 
Dusty, I'm going to let you uh, lead off on this one. I know you've got a lot of questions that are kind of burning in the back of your head, so go yeah, for absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know, uh, Pat, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and who you are and where you come from and, and what you actually do for covert scouting cameras. Hi, I'm Pat Howard. I was born and raised in Sparta, Wisconsin. I lived there until I was 42 years old and, and got hooked up with the good people at Covert Scouting Cameras and was uh, lucky enough to be offered a job there. So I moved from Wisconsin to Kentucky to chase the next adventure in my livelihood. Uh, I actually started running trail cameras. My wife actually got me one of the very first ones, uh, an old photo hunter that it actually took the 35-millimeter 30, the film uh, it was just crazy how you'd pace back and forth at Walmart at the one-hour photo, waiting, just waiting to see what you got, and then to be disappointed with 26 pictures of a weed that moved back and forth in front of it. <laughs> and you went on to the next one. But, uh, wow, it's really come a long ways in, in those few years to what we've got now to work with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, technology is definitely advancing in the uh, trail cam era. It's uh, it's taken a spike like no other, it seems. Yeah, it's just, it's besides an unbelievable scouting tool or a security tool, it's it's an unbelievable hobby, too. I mean, it's just, I, I put more time into that almost than I do in hunting itself right now. Right, you know, and that's something that you're very passionate about. And, you know, how long have you been with Culver Cameras? Uh, I started there in June of 2012, so it's just over two years. Just over two years. You know, if you call Culver, you, you might look into talking with Pat, you know, and over the last, year i've i've come to know pat pretty well myself and uh very informative on his trail cameras as far as placement knowledge of the cameras and you know and covert has a great representative of having you there pat thanks i appreciate that it, it helps a lot to have a i'll say a target rich environment that the, the farms we have here and the farms i'm able to run around on uh they are very very heavily populated with not only deer but just about everything you can imagine uh bobcats and, and all kinds of good stuff and I just I want to get pictures of everything that walks out there. All right, absolutely. Let's get into the the lineup of Culver cameras that you guys offer. Let's start out with the MPE five. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, the MPE five is is our most economical camera. It's just got four basic settings. Uh, you can set it for two pictures with a thirty second delay, uh, two pictures with a one minute delay, three pictures with a five minute delay, or a ten second video with a one minute delay. It uh, takes eight AA batteries, uh, 20,000 pictures on a set of batteries is common. It uh, does not have time lapse, and it doesn't have a display screen or any of that fancy stuff. It's just a basic introductory trail camera. Uh, Pat, who is this right for? Who's the uh, who's the target audience for this one? Uh, the, the trail camera is a great trail camera for uh, the beginner who wants to put it over bait or over a feeder or over mineral or something like that. And don't get me wrong, it does a good job on trails and stuff like that, too. It just doesn't have the uh, the more advanced settings. Okay. All right. So you're, this is like your beginner model, the MPE-5. <laughs> That'd be correct. Gotcha. So that, that sounds like a, a great camera, you know, for the beginner and, and somebody that's not very knowledgeable of how a camera operates. It, yeah, pretty basic. Let's, let's bump into the MP-8. Okay. The MP-8 is basically the same as the MP-5, MPE-5. It just... That has a display screen that has more advanced settings. Uh, you can set it for, say, you wanted to do three pictures with a five-second delay or two pictures with a ten-second delay. You can you can set it however you want it for that. It will also do time lapse, and it has a small display screen in there. 
you can actually even view the pictures on it now. You're not going to be able to tell a lot about a, a deer on an inch and a half view screen. Uh, the main thing I use the view screen for is when I first set up a camera, I will turn it on and I'll walk in front of it and have it take my picture. And then I'll go back and view the picture on the camera just to make sure I've got it aimed right where I want it. Right. It, 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 that's a great feature for uh, picture placement. You know, if you're ever looking to scrape or uh, you know, pile corn or uh, any kind of bait or even uh, a creek or a pond, whatever, it's nice to have that view. Or Yeah, it's, it's just a, when you get home and you've pulled that card and you go to look at pictures and you've got 100 pictures of a buck, but all you've got is from the, the head down, you don't have the rack because it's aimed too low, that's pretty frustrating. Yeah, correct. And that, that's a great feature that Culvert offers in the MP8 is the you know the view screen there to be able to see the picture right there in front of you. That's, that's a great feature. That is pretty cool. Now, Pat, why is that one your best seller? What do you think it is? That one seems to be the best seller. Uh, it's just the performance with, with eight AA batteries. Uh, it, it does a great job for pictures. Uh, Twenty to 25,000 pictures on a set of batteries is very common. Uh, it's just small, compact. It's just a real solid little camera. Gotcha. Cool. All right, let's move on to the, the next one, Dusty. The MP8 Black. The MP8 Black is the exact same camera as the MP8. Except the difference is that it's blacked out. It's got 40 LEDs uh, behind a black screen. So basically what that means is, is it's invisible when triggered at night. No IRs will light up, no red lights, no, no nothing like that. Uh, so it also doubles as a excellent security camera. And unfortunately, the, the world we live in right now, if you've got something, you have to protect it. Gotcha. So you won't see a flash on that one? No, no invisible. It will not oh. flash at night. Gotcha. What's the technology behind it so it can actually pick up an image without any light? It's, it's actually heat and motion activated, so so heat and motion will trigger it. Uh, it's just with the black LEDs on front of of it, it's just they just don't they're just not visible. Gotcha. That's cool. So if you're trying to keep your flash down for whatever reason, whether a deer or just a lot it. of guys, yeah, a lot of guys believe that that the the IRs will spook deer. Interesting. So what do you uh, think? My first. My personal opinion is every deer has its own personality. Okay. I've had, I've had a six-year-old buck on a white flash camera and not any issue at all. And then I've been hunting and actually watched a watched deer walk around the back of the tree that the camera's hung on. Hmm. Uh, the biggest the biggest thing is for the camera to be silent. Uh, ours will, one time at night when, the, when, when it goes from day to, to night, the filter clicks into place. And it'll make one click, and then when it goes back from night to day, it'll click out of place. Uh, that is the only time that camera will make any noise. Gotcha. So uh, the so, biggest thing, the biggest thing is is stealth, quiet. So you're saying I should get rid of my 35 millimeter camera? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they still developed 35 millimeter film. I'm not sure they do. That was just a joke. <laughs> they might. I don't know. They might. They they might. Might. I, I would put it on eBay. You know, tell what somebody will give you for yeah, it. Yeah, get like two, two, three dollars, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Forty, Pat. Yeah, so the Red Forty had always been my favorite camera. Uh, versatile, takes the best pictures both day and night. Well, I shouldn't say that. All covered cameras take really good day pictures. Uh, but in my personal opinion, the Red Forty had always taken the best night pictures. And it also does HD video with audio. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that, but once you start doing that, that is a terrible addiction because it takes a long time to look at 515 to 22nd videos. But the, the HD video with the audio is just ridiculous. I mean, I had, I've had bucks fighting in the last week here. Uh, this spring, I had turkeys gobbling. I mean, the audio just adds so much to it. It actually gives you a sense that you're right there in the woods with them. 
right there with them. Absolutely. I was going to say that any time, I mean, we're big audio nuts here, obviously, because we're doing a podcast, but if you watch a video and it's bad audio, you don't want to watch the video. So I can see how audio of any sort from the woods oh, absolutely. adds a tremendous but, amount to anything you're going to capture. Now I personally, I can't even go back to the video on, on our lower-end cameras just for the simple fact that they don't do audio. Yeah, I just can't do it. I can't yeah. even go back to it anymore. That's awesome. I have uh, another camera, which name will not be mentioned in this podcast. That it does could not, be a, not it could be a it could be a Polaroid camera here we're talking about. All right, settle down. <laughs> it, it 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 does not take audio, which would imply and which would include a thirty five millimeter Polaroid, of course. But no, I don't have any audio on mine, and I wish I did. This is the kind of camera <laughs> that I think I would like. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. You just the the things. I mean, these poor deer, these poor animals, they have no idea that there's no privacy in the woods anymore. <laughs> have no idea that they're being filmed. That's, that's, it's awful and great all at the same time. <laughs> it is, it is. Sometimes you just get to one of those where I kind of wish it didn't have do that good of a job. Right. All right, so you have, that one glows LEDs, though. Yep, the red the red LEDs will light up. Uh, my personal opinion, and I've seen this, is when in video mode for 10, 15, 20 seconds, the red LEDs will catch the attention of deer and older bucks, especially. Really? Interesting. Yes. Okay. With the red LEDs. Now, the light flash or the light LEDs, not so much. Uh, maybe in video mode it might, but uh, in video mode, the red LEDs draw their attention. But for just pictures, they don't seem to pay in any mind. Okay. That's so, interesting. So the Extreme Red 40 introduces sound. Got it. Yes. All right. Let's move on. The Illuminator, which is the camera that I am running myself right now. Love it. I, I have that. Like I said, the Red 40 up until this year was my favorite camera. I have absolutely fallen in love with that white LED camera and the color pictures at night. Uh, I'm, what I'm doing is, is I've found, and I had a buddy of mine turn me on to this little tip, uh, 18 inches off the ground, angled up just a little bit, and going against all the rules of trail camera pointed west. Just for the simple fact to catch that sun setting in the sky colors in the background is just, just unbelievable. The, uh, the transition pictures being in color rather than black or white, I've absolutely fallen in love with that camera. The, uh, the Illuminator is an awesome camera. You know, uh, I, I got to speak pretty highly of it because of the nighttime color photos. Oh, they're sweet. Yeah, I absolutely love the, the color photos at night. I'm going to admit to a fail right here. I set it up to take three pictures every five minutes, and it took three pictures every five minutes. <laughs> oh, the, the, the dreaded I turned the time lapse on? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly okay. right. I, you know, and, oh, yeah. and that, that's something that uh, Culvert is a, is a little different in that aspect. Uh, wasn't used to it, and I'm mm-hmm. admitting a, a fail right here. But you know, that's that's how we like to roll here at the Big Buck Registry, Big Buck Podcast. Yes. We admit to fail. We admit our failures here. And it, it was trial and error. I was sitting there one morning. I was like, snap, snap, snap. I seen a flash. I'm like, man, there must be deer right here. <laughs> and it did it again five minutes later. <laughs> did, did you grab your, yeah, your, your bow and arrow, Dusty, when you saw that? No, I didn't. You, okay. But it was so dark that I couldn't. I, all I seen was flash. I was like, wow, that thing is bright. Was that in the morning yeah, or definitely. at night? Definitely don't look into it. Definitely oh my goodness! You'll be seeing stars. Yeah, I, I I was. I couldn't see for about ten minutes. Gotcha. That's awesome. And then it happened again. I was like, oh my goodness! <laughs> I've done something majorly wrong. 
Yep. The five-minute trigger interval is fine. The five-minute time, uh, five time lapse, it tells that camera to take a picture every five minutes or, or three pictures every five minutes, whether there's something there or not, which is right. great for field scan. If you're right. trying to you know, keep an eye on the field and see where the deer are coming out and whatnot, that's fine. But uh, in the woods, it's probably not necessary. Yeah, it definitely uh, threw me for a loop, and then I had to stop and backtrack and figure it out a little more. But yeah, awesome camera. Illuminator's awesome camera. Let's move on to the Black 60. Okay, the Black 60 has 60 LEDs similar to the MP8 Black. It is blacked out, so it's invisible at night. Now, for video, this also does, the, the Black 60 also does HD video with audio. Uh, that camera right there for the HD video with audio uh, over scrapes and whatnot. This time of year, you don't have to worry about the deer seeing it. You don't have to worry about your random coon hunter or somebody that doesn't belong seeing it because at night it is invisible and it does an excellent job with the videos. That So this this is like the advancement of stealth and audio and HD. Yes, yes. Okay. This, that camera is the best uh I'd say the best all-around camera that we have that can do it all, and whether it be, you know, whether you're hunting deer or whether you're hunting people for security camera or whatever you need that camera to do, that is the most versatile. Okay, that's called the Outlook. No, that's the Black 60. That is the Black 60. The Black 60, okay. We skipped over the Outlook. We'll get that next. No, the Outlook's next. Okay, got it. But yeah, that's 60 LED lights, correct? Yes. 60 okay. LEDs. Jam the red 40 only has 40. The black 60 has 60. We jammed them in there because uh, that way it could get a little more light at night. Right, absolutely. You know, and uh, I haven't been fortunate enough to check out one of them in the woods, but I'm sure that it does phenomenal job. And, and the security of it not being able to be seen or picked out of a night that's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That's that's a huge sales point too right now. And like I say, people people you know think that that the deer spook from it, so they're running for that. But we also sell a lot of cameras for security. Right, absolutely. You know, not just for the hunting aspect, but for the trespasser, the the person going into your garage that you don't want there. There's yeah, all the farmer with the with the gas tank out behind the barn, or the tractors out in the barn for for two hundred and thirty dollars. That camera retails for it's a peace of mind. Because yeah. uh, there's nothing better than pictures of somebody where they don't belong to get them prosecuted pretty quick. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's you know that, that's the unique thing about Culver cameras. They're they're you know all different uses for them. The Outlook. Tell us about the Outlook, Pat. The Outlook. I'm, I'm, that camera is growing on me pretty quickly too. It's got a hundred and a hundred and ten degree viewing field of view. I'll, I'll call it. So it's kind of a it's similar to a panoramic camera, but it's it's got it's just one picture and it's got a fisheye lens. Uh, it's actually a low glow camera, which means that the IRs do light up red, but they're just not not as visible. Mm. Uh, that camera also does for uh, again, I hate to harp on this HD video with audio, but that camera the video on that camera is unbelievable, and the audio is I should say the audio is unbelievable. The video is really good, but uh, that camera has become my favorite for for the video part aspect of it for scrapes and stuff like that. Gotcha. That one's pretty cool too. I'm kind of liking all these. Oh, God, it's crazy. <laughs> if only you could be as spoiled as I am and be able to have a few of each one out there. Oh, God. If I say a few in case my boss hears this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know the number, but I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, thought, the, I thought you we were, were the boss, Pat. I, my job is to get pictures, right? And how do you get pictures without cameras? <laughs> I may have to hold that ransom here after the show. We, we may have to include mm-hmm. that. We'll have to cut a deal here, Pat. Yeah, you might it's be too, terrible, you might be, terrible uh, addiction. Two less cameras by the end of this podcast. 
I've been told I need an intervention, but I don't know. I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> All right, carry on, gentlemen. The Code Black. <laughs> the Code Black. That is the Big Daddy. That camera will actually take the picture and then will sell your lottery. Okay. It uses cell towers to send you the photo. It can send it to either your phone or to an email address. Wow. Uh, the only trick is right now you need a SIM card from either AT&T or T-Mobile to make that camera work. It will send to any cell phone with any provider. It just needs that prepaid SIM card plan to go in the camera. Uh, the only trick is there needs to be cell phone signal right. where you want to use it. Gotcha. That seems super high tech. Well, it's the that is super high tech, and it's that camera itself is a terrible addiction, and it will you will enjoy it, and it will frustrate you when you are in a stand and the buck you want to shoot shows up on your phone underneath your other stand. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that. of course, Done that. <laughs> uh, so, or when you're sitting at your desk working. Right. So it's almost. It's almost bad for you in a way. It'll just tease almost, you. Almost. Teases you it, it can be it can be bad for a marriage too, unless you turn the the sound off on your phone at like nine o'clock at night until seven o'clock in the morning because <laughs> obviously if you get a text message at eleven o'clock at night, <laughs> you're gonna get out of bed and go look at it to see what's going on. Oh the gosh. And and have you actually been there, Pat? Oh, I've been actually, uh, uh, a guy's wife called me and said that if we didn't get the camera from him, she was going to divorce him. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? She sounds hideous. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Jake. Yes. Jake. Pat, Pat from Cover. Yeah, What's Pat from Cover. What's he wearing? <laughs> you wearing khakis. No, he's wearing shorts and a hoodie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh. All right. So, and then you got this rush cam thing. Is that, is that, uh, the rush cam. Yeah, that basically it's a small action cam that can be mounted on a gun or it can be mounted on your bow or on a helmet or on a four-wheeler. Uh, it does HD video also with audio. Gotcha. Uh, it's a pretty cool little little deal. We're uh, we're going to hopefully get some get some really good footage of some duck hunts this fall. We just got it out. It kind of came out kind of late. This spring turkey season was winding down, so we haven't had a whole lot of chance to get some good footage. Uh, I know a few deer have been shot. Guys have them mounted on their bow, and uh, we've got some decent footage, and some guys did some stuff fishing this summer with it. It gotcha. turned out pretty cool. Gotcha. And it's actually waterproof. The one guy was actually, he was deep sea fishing. He actually, when they were getting the fish up to the boat, he actually jumped in the water with it and took some underwater footage. It was pretty cool. Interesting. That sounds like a a cool addition to the whole lineup of covert scouting cameras. So that's the lineup, right? That's, is there anything else that we need to talk about? Those are the cameras. Um, we have, we have just numerous accessories, whether it be bear boxes, uh, we call them bear boxes, but they could be called people boxes too. Sure. And we also have master locks, and we have rechargeable batteries and SD cards and solar panels and, and just about any accessory you could need for a trail camera, we got. Gotcha. Solar pa- panels. How do, you, how do you apply a solar panel? Uh, the, the 2014 cameras are 12 battery cameras, which would be the, the Red 40, the Black 60, the Outlook, the Illuminator, and the Code Black. Uh, they have a switch on the inside of them where you can just put it on nickel metal hydrate. It's NIMH, which is rechargeable. And then put 12 rechargeable batteries in it and then plug the solar panel into it. 
And the solar panel actually has a 6-volt battery that comes with it, a small 6-volt battery. So the solar panel will charge the 6-volt battery, which in turn will charge rechargeable batteries in the camera. So you will literally never, if you didn't want to ever have to go to your code black or whatever, you wouldn't have to. Gotcha. All right, so that's kind of cool. Booster antenna, is that for the cell camera? Yeah, the booster, yeah, booster antenna is for the uh, code black. Okay. If you're in a bad cellular area or a low, you know, low signal area, uh, normally, a booster antenna will gain you one to two bars. Gotcha. All right. And then you've got the basic other stuff. You've got the rechargeable batteries, got the rapid battery charger, SD cards, and the 360 mm-hmm. camera mount. What's the 360 camera mount all about? The 360 camera mount is a pretty handy little thing, too. Uh, whether you would strap it to a tree or whether you would actually just take a cordless drill and put three screws in it you know, to mount it to a tree. But, uh, it actually has got like a ball joint on it, and it's got a little threaded insert on the bottom of it that'll go, that'll thread onto the bottom of a camera, so you can mount it. You mount the, the 360 on the tree and then put the camera on that. It, it's a lot easier to aim it then. Uh, what I'm using a lot of them for right now, we have one lease in particular that happens to have a tourist attraction on it, luckily, and luckily not for us because people are going underneath our cable, and the no trespass sign is literally hitting them in the forehead as they go underneath. So what I'm doing is taking a ladder in there and putting cameras, you know, 15 to 18 feet up, angled down with that 360, and uh, have quite a file of trespasser photos that the game warden has in his position right now. Gotcha. All right. So that's pretty cool. So if you've got land you don't want people on, that can help too, which is nice. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. All right. So that's the lineup of the products that are sold at Covert Scouting Cameras. Let's get into some of the details about why do we need a camera in the first place. What's your opinion on that? Uh, you know, it, it all depends on what you want to do. My personal preference is I've actually taken it and turned it into a hobby that I basically like to call uh, remote photography is what I've turned it into, kind of. Uh, I want Not only do I want a picture of that big buck, but I want him in the most scenic and most beautiful area that I can find him, whether it be a waterfall or a creek crossing or the edge of a pond with his, with his reflection in the water. That's kind of the direction I've gone. Now, don't get me wrong. I still use them for scouting purposes for deer, uh, and they also are good for scouting purposes for turkeys. But uh, I've actually gone nuts with it. But uh, to, just to begin with, uh, I mean, a lot of people use them for hobbies, too, for, like, pictures in their backyard or to see what critters are coming through. It's a, actually a really good hobby for the whole family. Actually, you can take the kids with and go check your cameras and come back and everybody huddles up around the computer and just love looking at pictures. Gotcha. Now, let's say you're going out to buy a camera. Mm-hmm. What's on your checklist of things that you want to see in a camera before you buy it? Uh, the first thing you probably want to look for is between picture quality and, and battery life. Those are the two biggest things. Okay. Uh, the other thing to look for is your price range. I mean, if you want to find the best camera you can get available to you for under $100 or the best camera you can find for the 150 to $200 range, uh, probably start out with the price point and then go from there. Okay. All right. And this is a weird question, but we like to ask weird questions on the Big Buck <laughs> Podcast. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> shouldn't know. You've, you've met Dusty, right? Um, so what about the smell of the camera? I mean, this is just something abstract, but does it smell? I mean, does do deer smell cameras? Should they soak for a while before you assume you're going to be putting them near your tree stand? Personally, I I get my scent over every, all over everything. 
I want my scent everywhere. And I check my cameras, you know, once a week or once every two weeks. Uh, the deer on covered farms know me by name and by smell. And I'm like, it's like when Norm walks into Cheers when I pull up to land. They're like, Dad, all right, he's here to bring us food and get some pictures of us. But uh, I figured that way when hunting season comes in, they're already used to my smell and my scent, and maybe maybe they won't be as concerned. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I look at it. I know a lot of guys wear rubber gloves and do spray their cameras with scent eliminator when they're done checking them. Gotcha. Okay, got it. About the cam- as far as the camera itself smelling, no. Okay. It would be the human scent on the camera. That would be more of a concern than anything. I guess you're going to be concerned about it. Okay, all right. So let's talk about strategy of camera placement because there's all kinds of ways to do this. I mean, you got the camera, you got the good, you can pick the one you want that's in your price range and all that kind of stuff. How do you decide where to place it and when to place it and all that stuff? You know, a lot of it comes out at the time of year. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a game uh, when it starts, you know, if you want to start in January, basically you're going to use it. You're trying to see what buck survives. Keep an eye on them where they're shedding their antlers and, and what's going to go on. Obviously, January, February, March, food food is going to be king uh, because late season, winter, they, they're going to need something to eat. So between food and and then you can see the trails going back to bed, they're going to be going bed to food, bed to food. That That's going to be their program that time of year. Uh, as it gets into later in the spring and they're starting to grow their antlers and stuff like that, then you're going to want to switch over to, if it's legal, mineral sites, and that kind of stuff to keep an eye on the bucks when they start to grow. Uh, food plots will start to grow. The turkeys will be strutting there in the spring. The does will start to have their fawns later in the spring. And then when you get to summer, you get the alfalfa fields and the bean fields and all that stuff to the summer months to keep track. Uh, the mineral sites are still going to be hot. And then again, you, you're just chasing a food source year-round, basically. When, when the beans get done and the corn starts to come up, then the acorn starts to come up and and then after that, it's just on to the same cycle again. So basically, the strategy I would implement would be just to keep chasing the food sources, whatever one they seem to be hitting at that time of year. Okay. You mentioned it was 18 inches off the ground. Is that your standard height? That is not my standard height. My standard height would be waist high on a tree. Okay. Uh, but that illuminator seems to really, really like that. That that low angled up sight that seems to really give you best quality pictures. Okay, so waist height is kind of your ideal setting. And, yeah, kind of, kind of mid thigh uh, for deer. I, I'm six foot three, so I guess mid thigh wouldn't be the same on me as it would be on most other people. Okay. Um, and then it, if your target is deer, I mean, during turkey season, I go down knee high just for the simple fact they're not as tall as a deer. Okay. All right. But uh, so it seems to be my my basic height. Then you also have to take into consideration uphill, downhill, and all that good stuff. Gotcha. All right. So height matters basically depending upon height which matters. species you're trying to observe. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Good to know. Uh, you mentioned west being typically the wrong direction to point a camera. Tell me about the yeah, directions. Why why are why do directions or uh, this- the most common direction to face a camera for the best quality pictures would be north. Okay. Then you're not dealing with false triggers from the sun as the sun rides slower or rides through the sky lower at this time of year. Uh, a camera facing east or facing south or facing west. Say you're facing west, you're going to get some false triggers at, at night as the sun is setting. That's just part of the game. Uh, that doesn't bother me so much. But if you want to cut down on those and, and not have 
sun glare and all that stuff, then, then you're going to want to point it north as much as possible. Okay, so rule of thumb, point your cameras north. Yes. Okay. That's, that's a good basic rule of trail cameraing is to point it north whenever possible. Okay. What about temperature? Does temperature matter? Temperature does matter to some extent. Uh, when you start getting into the 90 degrees to 100 degrees, you're also going to get some triggers from heat and wind. Uh, a lot of times during the summer months, what I'll do is, is on the culverts, most of the culverts, everyone except for the MPE-5, I believe, we have a, a start-stop option. So so when it gets to be late summer and the high heat and the wind and all that, I will just have the camera start taking pictures at 5 p.m. and then stop again at 9 a.m. And then we skip all the midday stuff. Because, you know, when it's 90 degrees, there's not a lot of critters moving around during the middle of the day. Sure. Sure. Got it. All right. Um, all right. So cover temperature. Um, what about weather? Um, rain, snow, excessive? The cameras, yeah, the cameras are water-resistant. Don't ask me how I know they're not waterproof because they won't. They, I've had a few underwater that have lasted, but uh, the success rate isn't high. If you're going to have them, like I've got two in the creek down here right now behind my house, I'm a little concerned about with the six inches of rain we've had. I'm pretty sure that they're, uh, if they're not underwater, they're real close. Okay. All right. So not waterproof, but water resistant. You don't want to water submerge resistant. them in water, basically. Submerging them is a bad idea. Bad idea. Okay. Bad Good. idea. Note to self. All right. Dusty, what else do you have for Pat? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to speak up for that. The, I was at the Kentucky Deer Classic. And spent the day with Pat and Allison and Joey. And, you know, a, a guy brought over a camera, and a culvert camera, and he said uh, that uh, it had been flooded under the water. I said, man, I, I took it in my hand. I wanted to open it up, check it out, see how the seals work, see how the mechanisms held up to that kind of conditions. And, uh, you know, that, that camera, when I opened it up, I was, to my surprise, that camera looked flawless on the inside and had been completely submerged underwater. It, it was very impressive. Now that's not recommended. I don't. I don't recommend doing that. But it happens. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not something that you recommend. But uh, I did. You know, I I can stand to it that I seen a camera that was completely submerged underwater for for a couple of days, wasn't it, Pat? It was a few days that it was underwater. Yeah, you could definitely tell it's been underwater for a few days. Yeah. You know, I I thought the lens would be all trashed out on it. I thought the the flash box where the LEDs were would be gone, and, and actually it was in flawless condition, other than. Uh, you know, the natural mud, scum, slime that was from the, the creek water. It was very I think, impressive. I think he actually had the pictures, too. I think the SD card was just fine. Yeah, that he had pictures, and uh, he actually it showed pictures that uh, that camera was going underwater. It took pictures as it was actually the creek was rising. I did have a customer send me pictures of the bottom half of a duck. Really? He had his camera submerged, too, and the camera actually took a picture while underwater. Wow, that's impressive. And took the bottom half of a duck. So, yeah, I thought that was impressive too. Just a quick, quick rundown of, of somebody buying a, a new Culver camera, Pat, and they have no clue uh, of where to locate this particular camera. Can you give us uh, somebody that is just buying a camera and a, a location tip that would be a good location to put their trail camera? Oh, it's pretty simple. You can go to our website. Uh, com, and you can find a dealer locator on there. And you can actually type in your address and say you want to find somebody within 25 miles of where you are, give you that option, then you hit search, and it will come up with the, with the closest dealer in your area. Gotcha. Uh, you can also, we have, we have numerous online dealers, too. You can actually do a Google search, and, and you can find the online dealers, too, that sell covert scouting cameras. Gotcha. I'm going, I'm going to get back to my question. I may, I may have missaid that. 
a new customer is buying a trail camera and they're wanting to place it in their woods, can you tell us how to pick a location in the woods? Uh, the easiest thing to do, uh, if it's legal in your area, is to just dump out a couple of gallons of corn in an area that looks to have deer traffic. Uh, it also depends on you know, I mean, it depends on what you want to get pictures of. If you're after deer, or if you're after turkeys, or or bear, or whatnot, depending on where you live, um, you're going to want to, like I said, the easiest way is a, just a bucket of corn. That'll bring just about every critter in the woods in front of your camera and get them to hold still. Uh, you're going to want to make sure it's legal in your area. Uh, if not legal in your area, then you're going to have to do a little more legwork and try and find. Uh, my favorite is, is between creek crossings or intersecting trails in the woods where you can find where, where a couple of deer trails come together at one point. That would probably be the best bet to get to get some good pictures uh, someplace with a little traffic. What's your number one do not do with a trail camera tip? Oh, God. I don't know. A number one do not do? Yeah, do not. Absolutely do not do with a trail camera where you've failed so many times and you know, learn from your mistake. Uh, the only thing I can say is make sure you clear everything that's in front of it, uh, whether it be, because if there's a chance that that one weed is going to grow up in front of it within two weeks that you're waiting to check it, it's going to grow up in front of it, and every time the wind blows it back and forth in front of it, it's going to take a picture of it. So I guess my one number one thing I would be would be to make sure that you clear out any weeds that possibly could trigger the camera that are right in front of it. That's a great tip, you know. That's something that's often overlooked. Little things. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, thousand pictures of a weed. <laughs> that would drive me insane, but that makes a lot of sense. I mean, why you could sit there and have what I don't know, two thousand pictures of a stupid weed that keeps blowing back and forth, and that would just yeah. uh, drive you mad. It's, it's not. It's not as life threatening now as it used to be when you only had thirty six pictures on the roll of the film. I mean, right. with a sixteen gigabyte card or an eight gigabyte card that holds seven thousand pictures, it's not that big of a deal right now. Right. Other than it's time consuming and annoying and. Well, that's good. I mean, that saves you hours of just looking at stuff you don't want to look at. So that's that's mm-hmm. that's a Correct. very time-consuming or time-saving tip right there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Dusty? Yeah, that pretty much covers it, uh, Pat. And it's uh, interesting that uh, you know all the pictures that you post. You know, obviously, you take care of, of Colbert's Facebook page. And, uh, you know, if you guys get a chance, all the listeners, to go to Covert Scouting Cameras, DLC Covert, right here on Facebook and uh, look them up and uh, facebook.com forward slash Covert Scouting Cameras and check out the pictures that are posted. And most of them are your farm pictures plus some uh, customer submitted, correct, Pat? Yes, yes. Some will be from the Covert Farms uh, and some will be customer photos or fan photos. Gotcha. Right, awesome. Uh, I have just a couple of last questions, um, if we could, Pat. I, tell me a little bit about the company. Um, it was it was started by what Joey Doris, is that correct? Yes, Joey Doris started Covert Scouting Cameras in two thousand eight. Okay, and yeah. uh, six years later, we're still rolling. And I've got to I've got to make a comment about the quality of the photos that I see on Facebook and YouTube. It seems like the 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 video and the the, the pictures themselves are super crisp. Probably some of the most crisp videos and pictures I've seen on any scouting camera in the industry that make it to Facebook. They're just intense. Is, is there some reason for that? Is there some kind of R and D that happens inside a covert that you put in. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to give away your secrets, but why does it seem better? Is it, is it just me, or is it? Is there truly something to that? 
Now, the technology is coming a long ways, really, from, from back in the day. And the, the, like I said, the, the day pictures from a covert camera are just incredible. The color pops uh, Every now and again, you'll get that one that looks just like a painting. And uh, I can't say whether it's just all the stars align. It happens to be a perfect scenario when the, when the sunlight and everything happens to be in the right spot and that picture's taken. But every now and again, you'll get one that just turns out like a painting. And it's just amazing. Or a postcard or a Christmas card, I like to call them. Right. And uh, that's what keeps you just driving for more. You want that next postcard picture. Yeah, and I wouldn't expect that from a game camera. I mean, it's just, just no, it's something crazy. You think of. But it's true. Some of these photos are tremendous. Uh, and the, the species that you're picking up, the, the quality and the crispness of the detail in, in the coloring of these photos is something you'd, you know, spend a couple of years in a photography course trying to figure out, and here's this camera just kind of doing it on its own in the middle of nowhere, which is awesome. Yeah, just hanging out there on a tree, and it gets, it gets a good of pictures as a guy could have got with a, with a $1,000 uh, digital camera. Yep, exactly. So it looks like you got a pretty good team down there um, over at Covert. you got uh, Joey, yourself, uh, Kimber O'Dell. Kimber O'Dell. Yep. Uh, she's the national sales manager. Does a super job. Cool. Uh, Shauna Hemmerich. Yep, Shauna does uh, the, the shipping and all that good stuff. She does a good job, too, real good with customer service. Right, and and uh, Dusty's friend, Brittany Doris. Uh, Brittany the, Doris. And I, I got shout out. I to shout out to Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> She's not your typical boss's daughter. Does a super job. Brittany's a real sweetheart. Does a great job. <laughs> gotcha. And Heather Graham, not Roller Girl, but Heather Graham, your shipping and customer service gal. Yep. She does a great job, too, in, in the shipping end of it, and uh, we've been absolutely bombarded, so we've all been we've all been picking up the slack for each other, and uh, it's just a good, solid team effort. Awesome. So where does Covert go from here? What's the strategy? What's the goal? Where do they want to take things? I hope we go right to the top is where, where I'd like to see us go, uh, but uh, it's just going to be, I mean, it's it's the same with everything. You just don't know what, where technology will go next. I mean, just when you think they can't build another bow, any better than the one they have, they do it. I mean, it's just, you just never know where it's going to end. Gotcha. Do you think that, who's at the top right now, if you had to say one? Oh, the the, 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 the only name I could drop at the top, of course, is Reconics. Okay. Uh, they're they're American-made. Uh, obviously, the price being what it is, uh, they're, they're just, it's an expensive camera, but you get what you pay for with them, too. Okay. Would you say you're the most economical for the the highest quality is you know for the next tier down after I mean not everybody's going to be able to go out and buy a five hundred dollar trail camera and take a chance on somebody stealing it when it's in the woods you're you're going to want to you're going to be real real careful where you put a five hundred dollar trail camera which is what what Reconics is normally uh, I would say in the next tier down we're we're right at the top with with everybody else we're all neck and neck right now gotcha awesome well Pat this has been great thank you for taking an hour or so to talk to us about cameras. I always learn something new about the direction to point a camera. I didn't know that, so that's very cool. Um, Dusty, any, mm-hmm. any final questions for Pat? You know, one day maybe we can check out Whitney and, and get her on the show and bring out <laughs> Brittany and Whitney. You can, you can have a show for each of her personalities. Yeah, right, right, right. We could have two characters in one show. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. That's how you want to do that. So appreciate yeah, that. Shout out to Joey Doris, Culver Cameras, and uh, shout out to you, Pat, for joining us tonight or today with the podcast, man. Awesome. And uh, thanks for everything and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Hey, no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on the Big Buck Podcast.
Well, I just have to say thank you to Pat Howard once again from Covert Scouting Cameras for coming on our show and explaining all these things about cameras that you don't really even think about between setup and placement, angles, which direction do you put them in. There's so much more to this stuff than you ever really realize. I mean, at the root of it, you just want a camera that works and shoots good video and good pictures. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing better than a really a covert. Absolutely. I I couldn't say enough about covert scouting cameras. Uh, You know, not not only is the cameras awesome, but uh, if you call down, their customer service is, you know, great. It's it's one of them things where the whole package is complete. You don't just get a good camera and nobody to talk to if you have trouble. You know, they, they've got a warranty on their cameras. Not too many people offer that. Um, you know, something happens within the, the warranty, you send it back, you get it fixed, replaced, whatever needs to be done. Yep. Just yep. awesome company. They've got a great business strategy, great business plan. They're, they're running the shop the way you'd want them. It's like the old school, real high-end customer service type stuff. Yeah, it's something that we, that's that's you know almost a thing in the past. Right, you don't get it's, that anymore in in many yeah. locations. Usually, you're calling overseas. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, with Colvert, I just I'm impressed with their whole operation. I I like the people. I like the I like the product, and uh, you know, it's just it's one of them. The combinations are all right there for a successful business. Exactly. So, Pat, thank you again. Well, you, we can't thank you enough for coming on the show and clearing up some things and. Uh, Man, you just keep keep rocking it with a great product. We're just very excited for you. Yeah, definitely. If uh, if you check them out on Facebook, there at uh, DLC Covert Scouting Cameras, and man, check the pictures out. It, the proof's in the pudding. Yep, Dusty, it's time for the Chubby so, Tines Tip of the Week. My tip of the week: All the right. rut is here. Yep, that's it. The rut is here. Okay, you're going to take your grunt call to the woods. Grunt call. All right. Your grunt call can be overly used. Really? You know, if you're out there in the woods and you hit a grunt call, give, give it a couple, you know, a couple grunts. Mm-hmm. Put your hand over the end of it and give it some different character. Okay. Give it about a half hour, 45 minutes before you hit it again. Don't sit there and just keep blowing that thing because it's going to it's gonna cause you to fail out in, in the whitetail woods during the rut. But definitely, let a half hour pass, deer move. You know, you see a deer come through, it, it takes five to ten minutes, and, and they're on to a different area. Give it a little time, then hit that grunt call again. So every, you, every 30 minutes, and how many times do you grunt during that during that sequence? Three, you know, I, I give it I give it three, and then I almost give it a, not really a popping, but a about four times doing it quickly. Kind of like the chase grunt? Yes. Gotcha. You know, make it interesting. Put your hand over the end of that grunt call and give it a little curvature and... and don't make it growl, but give it give it some action. Gotcha. I've actually experienced that short, quick burst, grunt, 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 grunt in the woods before, and I ended up shooting that buck. Um, not that day I heard the sound, but three days later, in the same same stand setup. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's one of them. They they get to chasing. They got to talk to the ladies. Mm-hmm. I was in my stand, and it was about eight o'clock in the morning, and I started hearing this crashing coming from my right. And it, it sounded like something big was coming. And it turned out to be two does went flying by my stand at about 20 yards. Zoom, right by. And then I, as I'm hearing that crash come by, I can hear in the background, aren't, 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 aren't. And he's right behind him. He, but he's uh, 
probably 40, 50 yards behind them. So, and he's not, he's not running quite as fast as those doe, but the doe headed out. And it, when he got up to me, I grunted. I went, all right. And he stopped solid right behind the thickest beech tree you've ever seen. And I never saw him again until three days later. No kidding. Never got a shot because I was drawn back and I was expecting him to come up in an opening. But as they do, he stopped in the one spot that I had no shot. Turned and walked straight away. Yeah. And then he, I was waiting. I was waiting. I put the, as soon as I let it down, because I was already drawn, he took off in a mad dash. <laughs> just the way it goes. That's hunting. Yeah, that, that is the way it goes. Yep. And he was, he, yeah, just, just be careful. You know, that, that you can't overcall with a grunt call. And, it, you know, it's one of the things where you just got to be careful. And, you know, if, if you got a buck that you know is headed in your direction, don't, don't hit the grunt. Right. But if you got a buck that's, you know, maybe 100 yards out that uh, don't really show any interest of heading your way, give him a couple grunts, check him out, but don't ever do it. Awesome tip. And I believe you are absolutely 100% correct because it's just not natural to hear a grunt call all the time. They'll do it for a, a good span, but then they'll stop. Yeah, you know, it's just one of them, it's just one of them things that uh, I'm hoping just helps helps that person that uh, that hunter that's out there using a grunt call. You know, just don't don't just sit there and keep blowing that thing because it's really not how it works. Yep. Well, awesome, man. Thanks again to Pat Howard, Dusty. How can we find you? Facebook.com forward slash Chubby Tines Outdoors. Check me out at Dusty Hunt Nick right there on Facebook. Jay Scott, how can the people find you and the Big Buck Registry? All right, this is a mouthful, and we do this every week, but I've got it memorized. So first and foremost, I would like to invite you to join us on iTunes if you are an Apple user. It's www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash iTunes. Go to the iTunes channel, give us a review, give us a five-star review if you'd like the show, and subscribe there to the show. And it's a free subscription, so I don't know why you wouldn't, but you get to be notified every single week when a new show comes out, and you don't have to go looking for us. It'll just tell you when it's there. Uh, After that, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Big Buck Registry. And if you'd like to get on our page, uh, you know, there's that public forum. You can post stuff there all the time. But if you want to get in the mainstream, you want to get in our wall of fame, so to speak, what you have to do is register the, the deer appropriately at our bigbuckregistry.com forward slash my buck site. All the instructions are there. And to be honest, the number one way to get your your buck featured on our wall of fame is actually to not do the upload, which is okay. And we definitely pay attention to the upload. But if you want to get on there faster, send it to my buck at bigbuckregistry.com. That's an email. Just attach it and send it and give me your name and the state of harvest. And if you got several pictures, that's cool too. Other than that, twitter.com forward slash big buck registry, youtube.com forward slash big buck registry. You can give us a call at 724-613-2825. Leave us some feedback about the show. If you'd like to be on the show, you can leave us a, a, a message there. And if you'd like to do a share for share, let's say you're an outdoor firm and you've got another Facebook page. If you'd like to get some attention on our page with our 130,000 fans and followers, just uh, send in, go to the website, www.bigbuckregistry.com forward slash S4S. Now I can breathe. That's wow. a lot. That's a lot of words, dude. That's that's big buck, big buck everywhere, big buck everywhere, big buck, dude. This has been an awesome show, and Pat Howard rocking it with the cameras. Love the content. Love the cameras. Love the quality of the cameras. So, if you haven't Absolutely. picked one up and you're looking for a, a a very affordable high end camera, check out Covert. 
Absolutely. You know, the, you know, check out their customer service if you need it too. Unbelievable. Absolutely. All around, this is a great company, and uh, you know, Pat Howard's a great guy, and uh, you know, I'm very fortunate to say that uh, that's one guy I'm glad, I'm glad I got to meet in, in this world. Yep, you actually got to hang out with a great Pat Howard. So. Absolutely, I've hung out with him twice now, and uh, there's more to come in the future, I'm sure. Yep. Well, man, I think that's a wrap. I'm Jay Scott, and I'm Dusty Phillips. This is the Big Buck Registry's Big Buck Podcast. See you next week. Can't wait. Can't wait.